Hey everyone, welcome back to the Music Marketing Monday podcast. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're going to talk about how ROI, or return on investment, works for Spotify and other music streaming platforms when it comes to promoting those platforms uh, in paid marketing methods. So we all know that music streaming doesn't pay that much, right? So how does anyone justify spending money promoting their music on Spotify and other DSPs? Before we talk about that, we have to talk about how much streaming pays, uh, just in case you're not aware about the uh, realities of how much streaming pays. So Spotify pays about a third of a penny per stream. So $0.0033 per stream or $3.30 per 1,000 streams. It depends on the country and the type of stream. It's a free stream or a premium stream. It also depends what distributor you're using. It's very complicated, but that's the average that I've seen. Now, Apple Music pays roughly double that, but it has roughly half the user base. YouTube and Amazon are similar to Spotify when it comes to payment per stream, but they also have a smaller user base. Amazon's roughly tied with Apple. YouTube is a little bit smaller than both of them. Tidal and Napster pay way better than Spotify and Apple, but practically nobody uses those platforms to listen to music, so it kind of doesn't matter. So as a result, most artists make the most money when it comes to music streaming, from Spotify because it has the largest market share by far right now. It has about 35%. The second place is Apple and Amazon, each tied at 15. So they're more than number two and three combined when it comes to market share. Now we can pivot to talk about how much does it cost to promote music? Well, it'll pretty much always cost more than a third of a penny per stream to promote music on Spotify in the short term. Whether you're using Facebook ads, TikTok ads, Spotify ads, Studio, Showcase, Marquee, Playlisting, or whatever, you're not going to get a cheaper price than $3.30 per 1,000 streams. So that means you're basically always losing money in the short term. But does that mean it's a loss? And the answer to that is no. It doesn't mean that it's always a loss. There are actually several scenarios that justify this investment into streaming. It doesn't necessarily mean that you should focus all this money into streaming if it doesn't make sense for you. But there are several scenarios I want to walk over because a lot of people ask this question about ROI and they don't think about these uh, scenarios at all. So one, you can trigger algorithmic playlists and actually profit in a relatively short amount of time. And by relatively short amount of time, I mean six to 12 months. That would be a very fast uh, period of profitability when it comes to anything, any business-related activity being able to spend some money and profit in 6 to 12 months. You can't have that happen if the song explodes on algorithmic playlists. And I've had it happen several times. Now, you generally need a really, really good performing, uh, generally ad campaign, and it has to really trigger a massive, explosive uh, Discover Weekly and radio push on Spotify. But that's that can happen. <clears throat> Two, if the listeners are engaged, the song might break even or profit over the long haul, let's say three to 10 years down the line. Three, even if a song loses money, it may recover a substantial part of the investment over time. Let's say 25%, 50%, 75%, et cetera. Then four, the audience that you grew along the way has real world value that will help you in the future. So we already talked about number one, you can just profit in the short term, like that six to 12 month mark. But you might've noticed that I just said three to 10 years. (laughs) And that's true. Yep, you can have a song that takes three to 10 years to profit. And and uh, this is why label contracts are generally long because labels know that, especially in music, it takes a while for things to actually make money. So for example, 
Yes, you can trigger all these algorithmic playlists and have songs that profit in the short term, but most songs will not do that. A more likely scenario, and again, this isn't guaranteed either. None of none of this is guaranteed ever because uh, your campaigns have to actually work and your music has to be good, of course. But a more likely scenario is that the people who like the song that you showed them to it uh, will keep listening every so often over time. And, uh, and also the song can get smaller amounts of algorithmic activity over a longer duration. So you might not get on radio and discover weekly where you're pushing like 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 streams a day, like in some case studies I've shown uh, that we've run through my ad agency, but you might get a song that gets on a playlist for maybe a thousand streams a week, 10,000 a week, 500 a week. It depends. It can be pretty much anything, <laughs> but would you rather have, um, you know, 5,000 streams a day for a week and then nothing else in the future or thousand streams a week for five years, right? So that's that's kind of the, the difference there. Like the 5,000 streams uh, or the 1,000 stream a week, even for a year, is worth more than 5,000 streams a day for a week, right? So, um, you know, it's not always going to be 1,000 streams a week. It's, again, it can be anything it, it, it will be, but it shows that there is a power to long durations, not just for algorithmic stuff or for people re listening. Like maybe you 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 get a song, some burst of uh, streams with ads. Fast forward three years, some of those people that listened are still listening because you're baked into their playlist, you're baked into their like songs category, etc. Um, now, on the flip side, um, I mentioned that labels are in this for the long haul because they know that things can take a while for, for things to break even or profit. And many companies, even outside of the music industry, aren't profitable for several years. Spotify itself has never really been a profitable company in its entire existence, aside from a, a couple quarters here and there. I think like this year they had one profitable quarter and a couple of years ago they had another one. But in general, uh, they're a they're money-losing company, right? Like they don't really profit. <laughs> they... they uh, they're mark, you know, they're they're a public company, so they're stock and they're getting investments and all this stuff, and so they're kind of kept afloat through growth. Which I'm not going to get into that because it, you know, gets into a whole bunch of other economic things that are relevant for this discussion. But <clears throat> there, moral of the story is, um, there are some activities in life that will give you an immediate profit. That is true. You might play a show, you might open up for a certain band, you might uh, sell merch, and do you may selling like a doing running purchase campaigns online, which have like an immediate ROI that's measurable. But even in some of those cases, there are many aspects of those activities and also many other activities that you can do that are not immediately profitable. For example, even if you're uh, promoting, you're, you're playing a tour and let's say you're getting paid every night, um, the true extent of that tour does not pay for years really, because some people might come to that show and like you got paid to do your thing, but then if you come back a couple years later, a lot of people might have loved seeing you live. And now you have more people coming to that show. And also that whole time they were streaming you on Spotify and they were buying your merch online, right? So it takes years for investments to pay themselves off. I, in 2022, I sold about 800 CDs using ads, using a, a, a funnel with my software, uh, music funnels and a couple others before that. Um, and we were trying to sell CDs, giving away free CDs, really, but charging for shipping in a way that would kind of offset the cost of the material itself. And um, I tried um, almost everything you can imagine. I tried different landing page softwares. And in addition to my own platform, Music Funnels, we tried 
uh, Woo, what was WooFunnels at the time. We tried Zipify, one-click upsell and pages. We tried uh, Thrivecart, uh, and I also tried different audiences and different ads, etc. We were never really truly profitable in the short term with this campaign, even though it was a purchase campaign. But what happened was a lot of people that placed those orders, um, first of all, it recovered most of the money. So it recovered, let's say, 67% of the initial investment for advertising. The remaining third or so of the money, uh, I believe, I haven't crunched the numbers because it's kind of complicated at this point, but uh, to see if it actually is recovered, meaning a lot of people have gone in and placed second orders on my site, or when I've released new merch items, they've gone in there and purchased them. Even had one guy who bought like $200 of merch, and he came in there from a free CD funnel, right? So the true extent of that marketing activity, uh, I would say it took about a year to fully realize the investment of that. And even then, I have all those people on mailing list. And then every time I release a new product, some of those people are going to buy a new product, whether it's an album or, or other merch or I do a sale or whatever. So that's another example. Now, I also want to pivot as well uh, to talk about how there's other metrics that matter. It's not all about the money. I mean, if, if you're like a label owner, it might all be about the money for you. Uh, <laughs> but if you're the artist, you likely care about a lot more than the money. Like if you were looking for a get rich quick scheme, being a music artist is probably the worst thing you could have picked in life, right? Like music industry, it's very cutthroat and it's hard to make good money. You can make great money in the music industry, but it takes a long time and you have to be great. <laughs> uh, or people, a lot. you have to get a lot of people to love you. And there's a lot of different paths, but anyways, I'm getting off into a tangent. So let me walk you through an example. You spend $1,000 promoting a song. During the campaign, you get 10,000 streams on Spotify. Obviously, total loss right now, right? During the campaign, you also get 300 new Spotify followers and 300 new Instagram followers. Over the span of three more years, the song increases to 100,000 streams with no additional investment, which is not unheard of. Uh, usually, I assume if you get 10,000 streams during a campaign, that six months later, you'll have 20. Um, at the one-year mark, you'll have about uh, 30 to 40. Fast forward, you know, another two, three years, it's not unreasonable to think you'd be at 100. And again, this is with no additional ad spend. So in this scenario, you still lost about $670 financially because the 100,000 streams is about $330-ish. But you also gained 300 Spotify followers and 300 Instagram followers. Plus, you have a song with 100,000 streams, which adds a lot of credibility to you as an artist. And likely, the streams on other platforms have also gone up. You probably get Apple streams, you probably get Shazams, you probably get Amazon, you probably get YouTube, etc. How many of these people will check out future posts, future music, etc.? We don't really know. <laughs> uh, and it, because it really depends on you as an artist and your genre and, and a million other factors that we can't measure. But um, the song will still keep making money, right? Like five years down the line is going to keep increasing in streams and therefore increase in money. And so the, the moral of this is that there's so many other variables that you need to, to think about. You, you really need to think about returns over a longer period of time, which is a kind of a big lesson of this. But you also need to think about all the other ancillary things that happen. Like in that scenario I mentioned, you lost $670, but is you also gained all these followers on multiple platforms and you may have helped yourself out in many other ways. So how much did you really lose, right? You did lose $670, but those followers have real 
value. All of the things you gained have real value. Maybe now your next song does a little bit better. So yeah, hard to quantify, but that's kind of how I think about it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to start pumping money into Spotify all the time because there's many other things you can be doing, right? Like you can be selling merch, you can be growing a membership platform, you could be touring, etc. Um, and maybe those investments make more sense for you at this time in your life. But if you've been thinking that there's all about the raw in and out on a Spotify campaign in like a one month time period, you haven't thought about the situation fully. <laughs> so let's talk about some news because there is some exciting news that happened in the past week or so. So uh, first one is that over 75,000 artists in 20 plus countries can now sell Ticketmaster tickets directly on TikTok, which is really cool. Uh, Spotify is laying off 1,500 employees, which is not cool. Um, again, they're not really a profitable company, so um, this stuff happens. Uh, TikTok has announced this new artist accounts feature um, that that includes promotional tools for musicians, amongst some other kind of organization things. So um, I went onto TikTok and applied for it, and it was super easy. You had to go into like settings, creator tools, and then apply for an artist account, upload some screenshots from your stats, and then it, they'd take a month. Sorry, I didn't get the account yet, but... I was able to kick off the process. Uh, and then lastly, Sony has issued over 10,000 deepfake takedowns. So deepfakes are when you have, basically you you get someone else's face and, and even voice thing and get them to say and look like they're saying whatever you want them to say. A lot of times these are used for advertisements. So you could have, you know, Post Malone or Joe Rogan um, promoting your product on an ad. Um, Sony has issued 10,000 takedowns of that stuff because it's, it's all made with AI and, other advanced technology. I don't know exactly how deep fakes work, but there's some kind of machine learning aspect to it. But either way, it shows how problematic this technology may be because we're pretty early into the life of it. And what happens when uh, the there's an app on your phone that can make deep fakes so good that it takes a VFX professional to identify if it's real or not? Not too far away. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed this edition, this episode of Music Marketing Monday. If you haven't joined yet, uh, go to musicmarketingmonday.com or click the link in the show notes to join about 7,000 other music artists, label owners, managers, et cetera, getting actionable music marketing advice sent to their inbox every single Monday. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.